It's Friday, November 5th, 2021, and you're listening to episode 582 of Fear the Boot, a show about tabletop role-playing games and a little bit more. Running time for this episode is 50 minutes. Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. This is Wayne. My name's Chad. I'm Brodor. All right, so two things before we roll into it. First up, for Fear the Con 2022, we had someone ask for the room block code for the discount for the room block at the Drury Inn. So we have posted that online in the Fear the Con group on Facebook. But for anyone who's looking for it that doesn't have it, I will put it in the show notes for this show. So just look this show up or whatever you're using to listen to us right now probably has the show notes. So look there for the room code. Now, our second thing is, Brodor, you said there was another product you saw at Gen Con that you wish you'd plugged in, that you, we missed. And that, so we're going to so back a, up and There was a role-playing that. game that I even did a Facebook video on called Never Going Home by Wet Ink Games. And it's basically mythos in world war one is a board game or a a role-playing game game using the plus one system from a couple of guys named brandon and matt and i went gaga over it to the point where i made like an impromptu on the spot facebook video and a few people contacted me via facebook messenger and said dude get me a copy i will pay you back so i needed to give a quick shout out to Brandon and Matt, who I'm going to see again this weekend when I'm at Gamehole Con. Now, is this available for sale online? It is. You, would, you want to go just to Wet Ink Games website, and then you can look at the various products. Okay. That'll take you to Drive Through RPG, and you can do print on demand or PDF, if I'm not mistaken. I will look that up and put that in the show notes as well. Just so. What's you... the game called again? It's called Never Going Home. So you're a unit of soldiers during World War One, and some terrible horror occurs that opens this veil. In, in this unreality starts bleeding in, right? Mm. I'm not doing a very good job of describing no, it. It's but the point is, is that there's fiends and monsters mm-hmm. and ugliness. And then, of course, in addition, the realities of all quiet on the Western front, sharpening mm. your f***ing spatchet to cut Germans just to put krauts down. I can't. <laughs> oh, super excited. Plus, it has <laughs> magic in the form of these things called whispers, right? Mm. These demonic voice things that bleed through this tear mm. in the veil and give you access to magical powers. Right. So, when are you going to run it for us? That's a great question. Right think, after your Injustice game. No, <laughs> I think when Blades in the Dark is done, I'm going to run it for you guys. I think that I'm that'll not. give me plenty of time to start working on a campaign. Just to, the game's called Never Going Home. So, It's sort of like the spirit of Mm. Blades in the Dark, where it's not about a specific individual character necessarily. Mm. It's about the gang Mm. and the group of people and characters coming in and out and never going home. As the name implies, you're never going home. Oh, spoilers. So (laughs) don't get too attached to a character because you're going to end up playing somebody else from the unit probably more than once. Nice. I dig it. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool. Plus, I love the art. It is, uh, as I described it, it is Bakshian. Mm. It is this sort of, if you've seen the movie Wizards, now think paranormal, yeah, yeah. Now think paranormal World War I. Wow. You can That's see it. That's some psychedelic, you can dark see it. crap. It's yeah. awesome. Huh. 
All right. So I will put a link to their website in the show notes. Charles Avery Ferguson, I believe, is the artist. Simply because I hesitate to send you guys at random to anything with wet in the URL. (laughs) Well, from (laughs) the source. Yeah, unless we have vetted that this is the correct Now, that is an area where Pat and I are very divergent. If you find pornography on my computer or in my home, on my computer, it's going to be remnants of internet searches, and physically, it's going to be one copy of Playboy. Hmm. Fascinating. All right, Hmm. so... I'm dying to know what special copy you have. Charisma Carpenter. Okay. I don't know who that is. I do, and that's probably also something you could dig off of Google. She played free. Cordelia oh, oh, wait, wait. on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I didn't want to know who she oh. was. Let me <laughs> phrase that. She doesn't take her bottom off in, in it, but it doesn't matter. She's she's a and goddess. It, and still, I'm being told all about this. <laughs> I know, yeah. 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 Her so, oh. All right. What I want to talk about today... I don't. And Jorma, I'm sorry, Dan. I forgot. I haven't mailed Jorma his copy of Never Going Home. I suck. Okay, great. Uh, I won't put that in the show notes. Anything about that? <laughs> no, no, just, a whole line. Yeah, just by bolded. Yeah. Why, why don't you just take care of mailing that? I, I, That's not really an announcement. So, <laughs> I mean, you have. Time. I haven't paid my electric bill this month yet <laughs> either. I, the, the, that, that, how many lines are going to yeah. be in these show notes? Look, look for a link to Amarant in the <laughs> right. show notes. I, I said I was going to do it, and I haven't done it yet, which means I'm not a man of my word, and I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I agree oh, to my contract wasn't about the game it was about self-flagellation yeah god <laughs> public humiliation that's what it oh was about oh my god your armchair psychiatry yeah. is on point yeah yeah yep. i agreed to pay my card out and haven't done that either so look for yeah, a but link. you don't shame yourself yeah, look with for it. a link to gm <laughs> financial yeah. show you don't feel like hard guilt and a sense of loss of childhood about no it. i really so. don't i just need to do that before. that's three of us at this table that well, don't I'm, feel that i guess so. I'm, I'm finished for the episode <laughs> <laughs> so what I want to talk about... be a about, $50 copay. Oh. <laughs> so what I want to talk about this episode, and I have a placeholder name for it that I don't really like because it's very product specific. And the issue I've seen tends to come from one product, which is why I'm going to call it what I am. But I'm hoping by the end of the episode that maybe we'll have a different name for it so I could put that as the show title. Because I, I don't really know that I want people to hyperfixate on a particular game. But what I'm going to call it for the moment is the World of Darkness problem. All right, now let me explain what the World of Darkness problem is. If we look at the Pareto principle, okay, the 80-20 rule that the majority of effects are caused by the minority of causes. So if you look at any organization... The internet. Yeah, let, let's say... If you have a charity, 80% of your donations come from 20% of your donors, all right? If you work in tech support or customer service or retail, probably 80% of what you hear is the same 10 or 20% of things repeated over and over and over. This is properly called the Pareto Principle. We tend to shorten it to the 80-20 rule. But I have noticed that within games, the majority of games that fail seem to fail for things that I would ultimately chase back to a game prep or session zero issue. That if you've done your group template, if you've done your game prep correctly, this probably wouldn't have happened. And this is why at some point I want to release a compiled packet of not just our group template, but the pregame questionnaire we use all of our game prep tools 
that we have found over the years really help us set our games up for success. All right, put that aside. Let's now look at the remaining 10 to 20 percent of games that fail. All right, rips. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Pathfinder Second Edition. Pathfinder Second Edition. Yeah, I, I'm talking <laughs> fatal. <about it. laughs> but if we look, so we're going to ignore that 80 percent, mm-hmm. and we're going to zoom in to the remaining 20 percent. And we're going to look at 80% of the remaining 20? Exactly, exactly. That's exactly right. That I have noticed there is a bell curve of why that remaining 20% seem to fail, a second greatest cause after a session zero or game prep failure. And this is what I'm calling the world of darkness problem. And the reason I'm calling it that... Does you really hate world of darkness? No. On paper, I love it. (laughs) But in practice... Every single World of Darkness campaign I have participated in has been, at best, mediocre to, at worst, tragic and ended in a lot of drama and hurt feelings. Hmm. All right. Now, this is not an attack on the World of Darkness product or the people that enjoy it. I know. What am I here? <laughs> Comic relief. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, to remind us about people you haven't mailed things to. <laughs> Uh, that was clever because i need to put your grocery list in the show notes i I don't know but here's what i've observed all right and once again i've not just observed this in world darkness but world darkness seems to do this worse or cause this more frequently than any other title i personally have interacted with which is if you look at world of darkness and i always look at why is it that all these campaigns played with radically different groups of people using tons of different World of Darkness titles from both Old World of Darkness and New World of Darkness, played either as individual games or you can do the Monster Mash and pick something from each source book. Once again, all kinds of different games, played over 20-plus years of my life. They all seem to die on fundamentally the same hill. They are an alignment wank writ large. Okay, let me explain what I mean by that. When you encounter issues that are either about real-world politics, real-world religion, or even in-game politics or religion. The vast majority of role-playing games present this to you at a degree of separation. That if we talk about religious morality in Forgotten Realms, we're talking about orcs and kobolds and elves, and we're talking about Shantia and Cyric and whatnot, we are not dealing with things that hit super close to home for most people. And if you were to ask somebody about the character that they're playing in a Shadowrun game, a D&D game, a Battletech game, whatever, they are playing a character that is a step or two removed from who they really are and their most cherished ideas. But for some reason, I have noticed that and this I don't know per se that this was the intention of the game designers. Maybe it was. I don't know. But for some reason, the way World of Darkness gets played is these things hit very close to home. That people's personal and deeply held religious ideas, political ideas, sexual preferences, gender identity, their political preferences, not in the real world, but for the politics within a group of just how people relate. As an example, see the pack rules or the pack guidelines for, say, werewolf that might be, or the 
politics within a clan of vampires or something like that. Things that are more than just concepts or opinions, things that people have as part of their identity. Exactly. That your real identity, your real, truly, sincerely held beliefs start to spill over deeply into the game. In my current Westmarch's game, my character is a priestess of Shantia. Now, I don't know if Shantia is based on a real pagan religion or not. I know they did base some of the gods and goddesses off of such things. I don't know. Okay, I'm just going to admit that. I know it's easy to find on Google, but I'm trying to do a show and not click away on a keyboard. But the point He'll is... He'll put it in the show notes. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, you don't have that Joe Rogan money, so you've got a Jamie to just f***ing pull shit up for you? Yeah, I'm sorry. We don't have a producer where that's speaking in my headphones. I feel and, like one of us needs to not me, not it, uh, take <laughs> the responsibility to be the hey, episode look, producer. If we get fat Joe Rogan-style money, we will get a producer. But in the meantime, we're just going to riff this yeah. extemporaneously. And I'm going to kill that idea because we all know I would be the one stuck with it. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not going to be Chad. It's not going to be you. And Dan's the one running the show. So I'm going to be the one that is stuck with it. You, that's I, not going to happen. Yeah, no, Wayne, I think, you're, I think that your you're volunteering is an excellent, excellent and, and brave choice. Thank well, you. you'd be getting paid. So quit your whining. But the point, <laughs> much, the but. point <laughs> being, though that I would have probably a very different opinion and a different level of emotional investment if my character was a priestess of God. God. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the Judeo-Christian God, Allah, theistic Buddhism. So wouldn't something. this be a problem in any game set in the modern day that isn't removed from reality? You know what's weird much? is you would think so, but when I play games that are urban fantasy outside of world of darkness because Shadowrun takes place. I mean, originally it was well, 2050. Shadowrun is pretty it's, stretchy. It, it's, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. It does weird out the real world quite a I bit. I mean, there's literally dragons. Yes. But <laughs> I have been told there is also within the game. Now I have not personally read the source books or expansions, but I have been told also within the game, there's literally Christianity in Shadowrun. Yes. Oh. And they do have apparently sections or chapters written on how real world religions and real world political institutions are dealing with the goblinization and the awakening. Nope. All that kind of nope. stuff. Nope, 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 nope. Not at my fucking table. I am not tackling that shit. No way. My point. Wow. Okay, my point exactly. Yet this is, and I'm not going to say they're alone in this because I, I know there are other games that do this. I've heard. I've example, never seen the issue in Dresden Files, and never. the Catholic Church is a very big part of the right. setting. Right, literal angels, literal demons, yeah. not just demons, but <sighs> okay. Like, what's the one that's super transhuman? The Eclipse phase? Oh, mm. Yes, where you're transforming. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah I've yeah. heard this comes up once again. I've never played Eclipse phase. I'm going to openly admit that, but I have been told by people who have that they've seen this issue come up in Eclipse phase as well because Eclipse phase at least the way people seem to interact with it, stressing once again that I don't know how people interact with it is the same as how the game was meant to be played, but that it also seems to I mean, dig at these real, genuine pieces of identity. So are you saying that, generally speaking, any role-playing, because we're not going to just bag on World of Darkness, because there's a lot to bag on on World of Darkness regardless, but are you saying that if the game is generally modern day or close enough to it to where we can draw connections. So see, even if it's a sci-fi game, 
in space, we can draw tonal connections between us and them. It's not like 40K where it's just outrageous, right? Or Dune where it's just like so out there. And there are real world politics like right and left and not to get too into it, but, you know, things people vote for and get angry about on Facebook. Republicans, Democrats, if you're not American, Labor Party, whatever. Actual religions. Sure. Like Christianity, Judaism, Buddhists, Hindus, all that. Then the game has a problem? Like, I'm I'm not, no, no. I'm not saying that. I am saying that I think it is human nature that the game will inevitably develop a problem. And Hmm. once again, every (laughs) every World Darkness game I've played in has failed or been at best tense, I'll put it that way. I think that and if, that is always the reason why. I think that if 80% of the World of Darkness games that have been played since its inception in the 90s failed with drama and people upset, they would not have made it out of the 90s. I think that a lot yeah, of people World, play World of Darkness. Sure, they do. They do. But World Darkness, market share-wise, is not nearly as big as it was in the 90s. Well, yeah. May, may, but, I, may I posit a theory? Sure. What Dan is suggesting, that so many people had their personal identity reflected in their character, much more so than we would, say, in Shadowrun or D&D or Traveler. Am I understanding your concept correct? Yes. All right. So then I think the reason that the game had longevity is because even though, and and I'm with Dan, I played in a lot of World of Darkness games, right? I'll on World of Darkness, but you're talking to a guy who literally has an Arun symbol, full moon icon tattooed on his left I always just forearm. assumed that was a High Fleet Behemoth logo or no, something. No, no, no. That, that is the, I literally went into the tattoo parlor with the Werewolf the Apocalypse book and said, I want that right here. Okay. Right? Like, I I mean, I was really into World of Darkness. I always thought it was some sort of parasite. So, the, <laughs> the thing is, is that because people wrapped up their identity in World of Darkness, I think that's what gave it longevity. Because it is out of all of the role-playing games that I've ever played and all of the role-playing subculture that I have been a part of, it is the one where people really, it wasn't just a role-playing game, it was a lifestyle. Yes, and I think that's part of why World Darkness is so popular in the LARP community, because these are people that want to be those characters. I'm not saying they're insane. It's popular in the LARP community because... The four of us right now with nothing can role play and LARP a vampire. Yes. You cannot do that if you are role playing, say, even a fantasy. We don't yeah. have a suit of armor. We don't have. Okay, sure, fair enough. So if and you're a shadow run, guess what? I can't grow a mohawk. Yeah. Okay. If, you're role playing, if you're role playing something that is in its essence hiding from plain sight humanity, mm-hmm. Pretty easy to go into a Denny's and LARP that. And think of it this way, too. I mean, going through the 90s and through, like, 2006, before, like, The Forge came up and uh, all these indie games really started hitting, when a lot of people were getting on the internet and they could start just putting out role-playing games for free or whatever, what were your choices of the majors? I mean, it was military sci-fi or it was street-level combat sci-fi fantasy, you know, Shadowrun type stuff. Yeah. Or... Vampire the Masquerade. I mean, yeah. it was different than what everybody else but was it's, doing. But it's not anymore, and yet it's still... Sure. I mean, times change. It's stale. It's sure. old. There's controversy around it. Nobody wants to play vamp- well, and, and vampires. Vampires aren't popular anymore. My, my point, though, my central point here, 
if I was to take this from observation to advice, is I think it is far easier to take a game that is more degrees separated from reality, like D&D or Shadowrun, and sit down an ideologically diverse group of people and make it work than it is World of Darkness. Not reflected in my current game. Absolutely not. I mean, we just got off, what, a year, two-year Dresden campaign? But you're not playing what? You're playing yeah, what? No, no. I'm sorry, Dan. Go ahead. So, uh, Dresden is World of Darkness, but fun. Absolutely. Dresden, Dresden, Dresden is, is World, World of Darkness, Darkness without light, or with light, yes. without pretense. World Dresden of Darkness is, is World of Darkness without its head up its own ass. They're World of Darkness is the same thing. Yes. And right. so, 100%. I, I, so, I disagree with you in I disagree So, is this go premise. back to, this is a World of Darkness problem. I was Dan I, just not like World of no, Darkness. I, no, I know. <laughs> I I think that if I may, and yeah. again, I'm not trying to speak for either sure. of you, but I think that it is something that is not unique to World of Darkness. But I think that there are a limited number mm-hmm. of modern and semi-futuristic yes. games that are afflicted by this concept. Yes, that take themselves that seriously. Number one, I think one. Cyberpunk is the same way. And number two, I'm, are I that few it. degrees of separation from reality. That's what I think is unique. This is a syllogistic issue of, I am saying that a sock is clothing. I'm not saying all clothing are socks. And that's kind of what I'm saying here with World of Darkness. I'm saying I've seen this issue in World of Darkness, but I'm not saying, therefore, that I believe this issue is unique to World of Darkness. I'm saying that World of Darkness is probably the best-known title that hits on people's very, very deeply held identity-level issues with so few degrees of separation from the real world. So do you think the reason you've never seen a successful one is you've never played with a whole group of people that basically have the same identity as you? Yes. In fact, when I look at World of Darkness, LARPs, or tabletop games that have been the most successful, they tend to be ideologically either homogenous or at least within adjacent viewpoints that can tolerate each other. That's what I'm saying. Now, I, I realize argument from anecdote, my observations are not descriptive of all of reality. I know there's somebody who has the experience that doesn't line up with what I'm describing. But what I am saying is the principle that I'm observing is that the closer you get to somebody's real identity, they invest in a way that is far more emotional, far more severe than they would in something like D&D or Battletech. Maybe they just need to unpucker. I mean, it's just a game of your friends. I mean, I don't think it's the game or the concept. I I think it's a people problem. I have very little experience with World of Darkness. Yeah, me neither. But the people I know that have done really successful games in it, I will say they've, their gaming group all basically have the same type Mm -hmm. of political views. There's not diversity in it. Yes. Maybe there is something to that. I don't know. I don't have any personal. Same here. Everybody, I haven't seen the massive crash happen in a game either. Yeah, Can I, same here. All way in all of the successful, long running roll of darkness LARPs or tabletop games I can point I to. I have a feeling you are going to get a lot of messages on Facebook with gaming yeah. stories. I'm not trying. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, and I'm saying in advance. This is argument from anecdote. Yeah. I, I realize your I, mileage may vary. I think it's a what you're describing is not untrue, right? And I'm not saying that your experiences didn't happen. They obviously did. I might have been there for. I might have been the cause of some of them. You were so, the, no, you were the cause likely. of most any likely, of them. No, I, I fall on that sword. I probably was. No, you were at least some of them. 80, but, 80, 20. 80, 80, yeah, eighty yeah, percent of your problem. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, 
you, Dan, are not wrong. Yeah. All right. And I hate to sound like, you know, some codependent psychologist, but since I was your psychologist earlier in the show, your experiences are valid. <laughs> I'm speaking my truth. You're speaking yeah. your truth. I, it sounds I, silly, I but, hate but it is you both right now. But it but I it hate is me too. So. <laughs> but it is true, yeah. right? Like, you, know, like you no. You <laughs> You're not God damn it. Broder, ask your question. <laughs> And I'm not trying to pigeonhole you, Dan. Sure. I really am not trying to play gotcha. Do you have examples of other games where you have seen this phenomenon? I have heard stories from him from at least one other system that he's had a couple of games happen that do fit in it. And I don't want to throw it out there because I know that some of the listeners were in those games with you. You Just blame it on me. I'm cool. Because I've seen this in World of Darkness many times. So the example Wayne's referring to is Deadlands. Because Deadlands, because of where it takes place, if you play it at least as the setting was described to me, let me stress, I was a player, not the GM. I have seen your stack of role-playing game books. I do not believe you own a single Deadlands book. Yeah, I don't so own a single Deadlands transmitted book. to you. Yes, this is how the game was communicated to me, that we're basically going to play immediate Reconstruction-era south and west we won yeah and we are trying to deal with people where these events didn't just happen in their lifetime they happened like a couple years yeah. ago like you're talking to a guy and he's still wearing his uniform pants yeah from the confederate army right. so we're talking oh, yeah. about people who fought for the wrong side and just lost their friends last month right 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 and right. it's not just the politics as we could say well there's some separation there because by the wrong side, I mean the South, just so everyone's <laughs> clear. I mean the gray. You know, we're, we're, I assume the losers were the South because they are. But yeah, you do have to. Well, it's it's now, 2021, man. I'm clear. The South will never rise again. But, thank God. But here's the thing. All right. Thank you, Ulysses S. Grant. I could look at what occurred in the actual civil war and say, you know what? It was 150 plus years ago, 170, 180, whatever years ago. I am obviously not pro slavery, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And say, well, in that regard, we're very much in degrees of separation from it, more degrees of separation than from say Broder's world war one game that he's mentioning, you know, or a world mm-hmm. war two game or a Vietnam war game where you might have veterans sitting at your table. So certainly there are a lot of degrees of separation, but there are a lot of concepts of political ideology, race relations, religious views and such that at least as Deadlands was presented to me, accepting maybe it was transmitted to me wrong, maybe it was idiosyncratic to one version or to some guy's homebrew setting. I don't know. Okay. And I'm going to completely admit some ignorance here. We did see very similar issues crop up. Now, last Dresden game, Afghan war veteran. Both parents were deep into politics with the named uh, parties involved. And yeah, in your Dresden, but game, I'm, I was not. I'm well, not no, hold on. I, I, and, yeah. and, and this is actually apropos to the, to the topic in your Dresden game. You see your players have players yeah i or i'm sorry wayne do you see your players or do you Mm -hmm. see your your fellow players do you see their identity bleed through their characters 
to any significant degree. Because I think that's the distinction here. Again, yes. correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but in World of Darkness, you see a, a lot yes. more of you. Not my personality. My personality bleeds through into all you, of my but characters. But my identity. But my identity, exactly. Yeah. I, and I think, oh, sorry. I will say, I, I don't necessarily think that happened in the last campaign, but I have seen it in the past. That was more a player, though, than it was, mm. I think, inherent to the system. I will throw another system out there, though, that I think does fit in this. Dogs in the Vineyard. Mm. I've, if you're Mormon, yeah. I've yeah. only played this once, but I've, I'm getting ready to play it again. You lean into the character. Afterwards, I had to realize, I just argued a bunch of stuff I don't agree with. That's And that's the point of the game. And that's the, yeah, it is yeah. the point of the, the point game. The point of the game is that, you know, I won't get into it. You can look it up. You yeah. can't buy it anymore. Uh, it's not Mormons, but it's Mormons. It's, it's not Mormons, but it's Mormons. But the, the, the central thesis of it, without getting into the background story and game stories, is the twist is your characters have to make a moral judgment call. Yeah. Right? They have to make a call based on what their characters believe. Now, their characters can believe different things within a framework, but... It's what their characters believe in the belief system for the characters. Yeah, a really which, good game of it, which I've only done one shot, but a really good game of it at the end, you stop and think about what you just said, and you realize and, you played into a character that you don't like. Yeah, the moral decision that you make does not line up with the values that the vast majority of Americans hold, including Mormons. Yeah, what's called the Overton window. Right. Mormons today wouldn't agree with it because you're playing Mormons of 1830s and they yeah. were different. I could and, easily see in a long campaign this well, type of playing Mormons. Right. Yeah. I could easily see in a long type, a long campaign, this type of issue coming up. Yeah. If you have very religious of any religion sitting around the table and that includes very religious atheists. Mm hmm. I could easily see the identity bleeding into the characters yeah. in games because the game is designed to make right. you think that. Yeah, it so, is designed to make you your character, not force you, but guide your character down a path to make a decision that you as a person and a majority of Americans yes. do not agree with. Yeah, I in could, today's society. So I look at that system and that. And if, if you're listening to this and wondering what the f I'm talking about, you're just going to have to find the book and read it. I yeah. mean, to get it, we would have to do a whole show to kind of walk through the concept. So that's the only system I've personally experienced that I could see what you're trying to describe. Dan. It very easily could happen in that game. Absolutely. It could very easily happen. I, I think that there needs to be, and I think this is a lesson to what you're saying too, Dan, Yeah, is there has to be two things. One, everybody at the table needs to understand this concept going into not just dogs. I mean, your, your con your central thesis, Dan, they need to understand the pitfalls of what we're talking about here going into it. Like this game has a potential to really brush up and bruise what people think is right. And what people think is wrong no. by playing in character. Yeah. And two, if someone like we'll use dogs in the vineyard as an example, that tension point comes, the twist comes the whole buildup of the session is now at hand, and the group has to make that decision that no player at the table agrees with, but their dogs do, and it's going to make for a great story. If a person isn't comfortable with it and doesn't want to do it, it's okay. Yeah, and It's see, okay I, to, to break the immersion and go outside. It's like, just say, no, 
I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. I'm not going to do this thing that my character would do. See, and Absolutely that's, not. And, now, and I'm going to totally... And the whole table has to agree with that. Well, and stressing yet again, everything I have to say here is argument for my anecdote. And if you don't know what that is, I'll link in the show notes. The short explanation is it basically means that you take your personal experiences and project them to be descriptive Dan has universally once this is not true dan has played one single game of world of darkness that lasted 30 minutes and it was the worst game of his life all world of darkness right, games right. are terrible yeah. which is not obviously not true right, right. Yeah. which is not what happened but yeah. that is an example of what an argument it, it for lasted an hour yeah. right and, <laughs> it's impossible and chad you can forget about anyone actually going out getting the uh yeah. Dogs in the Vineyard book and reading it because they're going to be committed to reading these show notes. Yeah, <laughs> they're not right. going to have time to read Dogs and in the actually, Vineyard. In favor of your argument, Dan, Vince Baker, the guy who wrote Dogs in the Vineyard, pulled it. Yeah, exactly. You, you he pulled the game. You he pulled all it. his Western games. Yeah. And he didn't really come out and say A, B, and C reason, but it was like stuff like yeah. this. But within the experiences I have had for mm-hmm. Old Darkness, accepting that these are only anecdotes. These are not universal descriptions of something that is an intrinsic property of the game. You had these games blow up because people took this too seriously because they identified too closely with it. Exactly. Not a world of darkness problem, but I understand where you're coming from, but it is ultimately a people problem. But I think world darkness does seem to uniquely, not not uniquely, but unusually invite. You know how in a role-playing game, you know how a role-playing game, a modifier does not guarantee success. Right. It just improves your odds. What I feel you're saying is not World of Darkness guarantees this will happen. It's just a modifier. Yes, yes. It improves the odds. That is 100% where I'm at. Something we've talked about on this show is that the setting and system of games, they describe and invite an implicit style of play. You know, if you look at the mechanics that are given in a game, D and D is kicking indoors. Exactly. If you, I played entire games loot, of D and D, clear and loot, clear and where loot. you don't do that. But the game, as written, it's it, it's, it's rules, a modifier. It's rules. Yeah. It's setting. A lot of mm-hmm. what is in those books is about clear and loot, clear and yeah. loot, clear and loot. Like Shadowrun, it's just a modifier for a really terrible game. It's just a big modifier. I mean, it's the modifier's huge. I mean, you would really, you really can't roll under. So hardcore, you're shitting all over my first girlfriend. Like I mean, my first you know, serious love, you just took a dump you, all over. You don't. I mean, I'm a big boy. I'll take it. You, it just, it, it stinks. You just have to have so many D6s to beat that modifier. Yeah. You just don't have that many in your house. I, I, and you're I, an avid of Shadow Run I You have did. a lot of these. I sections. had plastic cups, you know, mm-hmm. like beer garden cups or bar cups yeah. that you get. Those big pint fat plastic glasses mm-hmm. filled with 12 millimeter D6s when we played Shadow Run first edition. So but I had enough. I <laughs> know. There We're aren't talk- enough. Dice rolled for minutes, plural. <laughs> <laughs> your, com- your neighbors complained on the door, said that you were operating like a rock tumbling factory or gravel mill or something. Yeah, just Cheeto powdered <laughs> and Mountain Dew bottles everywhere. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I totally accept that if a group of people were either A, ideologically very well aligned, or be or cool with it. Or B, yeah, exactly. Could unpucker. Nearly everybody at my current table has and, totally different ideologically. And play along with the game. I think it could work. 
And you know what? Let me actually add a second thought here. And I don't say this to bag anybody. Oh, you're going to bag somebody. But <laughs> I can't wait. In the games that I have played in, as often as it comes from the players that are causing the issue, mm-hmm. I think more often it comes from the person, the storyteller, the person that's running the game, mm-hmm. that they have an ideology, they have an agenda that they are trying to impress into this world. And either you conform to this reality and this particular perspective, or you are punished for nonconformance, for holding the outside view. I still hold that the ultimate issue here is a problem of people taking games way too seriously. No, I completely completely agree. The danger of fire is immolation through heat. Not a campfire. But nonetheless, you yeah. put out a candle and it attracts more moths than it does wasps. Well, no, it, and that's kind of my point is World of Darkness seems to uniquely attract this problem in a way, let's say in the same way that D&D attracts R-O-L-L playing, very surface level, clear and loot. Mm-hmm. I am just stats. D&D does a lot to uniquely invite that. In the same way, I think World of Darkness are uniquely, and not only mm-hmm. them, but that's the game I'm most familiar with that seems to uniquely invite this issue. I'm not high, but this is still going to sound stupid, so please bear with me. When role-playing games first came out... Like, we're talking the 70s? Yeah, okay. people took the games, some people took oh, the yeah. games to an extreme... Well, they're, they're miniature war gamers. And, and, so, they, yeah, and they, they took the games yeah. very, very seriously. Yeah. So then in the early 90s, World of Darkness comes out, and it's the first game of its ilk to say that kicking in the door and getting the treasure and mm-hmm. slaying the dragon isn't interesting gaming, right? right? This is different. This is, as you said, at the pretense of you're not a dungeon master, you're a storyteller, right? So it was really the first game that I remember growing Mm -hmm. up as a gamer that said your identity, your character, who you are is more important than the collection of stats that you have. And I would add another thing to that, which is to riff off something you said earlier, both current and former writers for World of Darkness have used the exact phrase you did that they themselves understand their what they have is as much lifestyle as it is game. Well, and so many people I have never heard that from somebody who is working on D&D. I, I feel like that from my experience and my recollection living through it that World of Darkness really was the first of its ilk to say who you are is what's interesting, not right. what you can kill or not what you can yeah. cast. And I think that really invited people to put themselves Mm -hmm. into that And then the setting and rules make a value statement about who you are. Yes. That either who you are is correct or incorrect. It works or it doesn't work. You know, and of course, once again, game master interpretation, I think, only compounds this problem. And, And given how personal these issues are to begin with, I've seen far more World Darkness campaigns than anything else I've played in Die by Fire instead of Ice. Right, and all the weird, f***ed up cult of personality stuff you saw with Dungeons and Dragons in the 80s, you saw respawn in the 90s with World of Darkness. We all know people, we all have stories, or I shouldn't say, you know what, that's presumptuous. Mm -hmm. I have encountered many people with whom I have exchanged anecdotes personally, and yes, I understand anecdote is not argument. But that have had, yeah, weird group dynamics and 
weird dominance and submission issues and there's a subreddit called rpg horror stories yeah go there start reading through it every game under the sun the majority of the games are going to be dnd well sure I mean, it's, but that, that's also that's not a bag on dnd or against no World it's of darkness back it's to a, the 80 20 role well 80 so yeah. of gamers are playing dnd exactly so yeah. of course 80 percent of the horror stories are going to be dnd a people issue it's not 80 percent of gamers are wrong yeah <laughs> it, it's it's a people issue. The fundamental problem is people take the hobby way too seriously. Yes, and I yeah. don't mean that it's like, oh, well, we've been playing this D&D game or this World of Darkness game. And Chad says we're taking it too seriously. So now we're going to play Tyrannosaurus Rexes on the moon. That's not what I mean. I mean, it's like Gunpucker. These yeah, are yeah. your so, friends. Well, and... Some GMs never get mad in real life about a role playing. Some game. GMs take the systems they run as part of their identity too. Yeah, and there if, are D and D people that they are. That is their thing. That is part of their identity. There are World of Darkness people. This is part of their identity. People and NASCAR oh, yeah. people and golf people and people who work jobs. Sure, people. but I, that's I, why there's so much argument about it out there. Is that people have taken it onto their identity. So you can't say. Dan comes in, this is the World of Darkness problem. He's going to have people lash out because people have World of Darkness really is their good, identity. Well, people also people have had really good World of Darkness sure. games with and, diverse groups and not had any problems. And I'm not discounting those experiences. Right. No, you're not. If so, I say if somebody writes to me and raises a point I have already dealt with in the show, mm-hmm. I love you guys. You're going to fire them. I will not even dignify it with a right. response. Nor should you. Yeah, listen to the audio. If I already dealt well, with a response like to I a said, point, I mean, I'm not even going to Let's be honest. If somebody reaches out to you, I'm probably not you're probably not going to reply anyway. Yeah, but, so, but I guarantee you, if they write out with something <laughs> that I have already dealt with in the course of audio, you, I'm not even going right. to pretend. If you ever read it, you yeah. won't respond. If I even read it. Right. <laughs> and like I said, though, I do want to get back to the stupid pop psychology thing of, Dan, your experiences are valid. Yes. Your feelings are valid. I at no point am I ever saying you're wrong about any of this. You're right. right. You're absolutely right. And I have a totally different opinion. Yeah. And in turn, I want to stress that people who have played World of Darkness and love it and have had great experiences. You're lying to yourself. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Your experiences are equally valid. May I say something in the defense of World of Darkness? No. No, I'll say things. (laughs) You. Here we go. I'll say things in defense of World of Darkness. That's all I, I mean, my, it, it gave us Dresden. God <laughs> damn it. If I were a gamer in the 90s, I would have been a World of Darkness gamer, and Absolutely. I would have loved it. Yeah. I did I not get was right. The answer was no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mean, sorry, Wayne, you were yeah. saying. <laughs> I did not discover gaming until my 20s, my later 20s. But it definitely would have been a game that would have hit what I was interested in as a teenager. Yeah. Me telling you no was not a command. It was merely an observation. No, now it was, I think it was very start. it was very funny. Mm. <laughs> well, now I lost my goddamned point. Well, did you forget it, to mail something to somebody? I know you Jesus need to buy Christ. a dozen eggs. <laughs> so, uh, one thing that I will say: though, Have you paid in, your phone bill? <laughs> in, in the defensive world of darkness, yeah. where they were like, "Hey." Mike, you like D&D, you like Shadowrun, you like swords and guns, but what you really want is the visceral experience of killing something with tooth 
and claw. And they were like, that's cool. You can do that. And then later they were like, hey, you remember when you were playing vampires and you killed stuff with tooth and claw and you played Gangrel because they were more bestial? Well, now you're going to play a werewolf. And so you can transform into a 12 foot tall guru that and weighs you know the, all those than powerful truck. vampires you were playing. Well, now you can rip them in half. <laughs> well, so there's an age disparity there, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, so werewolf to vampire, totally agree. The werewolf wins and, the fight. And you know and the big powerful werewolf? Well, and you know the big powerful werewolf that ripped the vampire in half? Well, now we're going to play ghost and we're going to talk about our feelings. But the idea that I can viscerally right. rip something to death with my mouth and kill it and That's not feel sanitary. the warmth of its blood and put my hands in its sweet How do you rip them apart with your mouth? And pull ropey bowels. Ah, oh, so good. Ah, oh, so good. And you're worried that I have a fursona? <laughs> oh, I'm not worried. I just accept it. <laughs> but all right, there is one thing I want to say in closing, and then we're going to end this one here. But the, the comment I want to end it on is I, riffs is terrible. Well, yeah. That's, we can all come together on that. that that's an a priori truth. Right. I mean, like, I'm assuming listening to the show, you understand English to some degree. Mm-hmm. This is kind of an a priori sort of thing. Isn't that Latin and not English? Actually, that's you are correct. It's been <gasps> used in English, but yeah, you are correct. Yeah. But the point is that I think the reason this bothers me mm-hmm. is because on paper and in concept, I own World of Darkness books. Right. I love the idea of World of Darkness. And I think the reason it gets my goat, I think the reason it frustrates me is not because I think it's a bad game and think it should die and all of its fans should go and mm-hmm. die. and No, it's because on paper, I love the concept and I'm frustrated by the fact that it consistently dies and consistently dies for basically the same reason. I think you just need to find a decent group. And, and I'm not saying that to, oh, well, that's just a toss aside sort yeah. of thing. You need to find a good group who, when you sit down and say, okay, we're going to play World of Darkness, we're all going to play vampires or werewolves or whatever the hell right, we're going right. to do. When we're going around and Wayne says, okay, nobody's hurting an animal, and that's my thing, and everyone's like, okay, that's cool, and we go around the table and it gets to you, and you're like, listen, I've had tension and problems with World Darkness in the past, there's a whole episode on it, this is my problems, can we not deal with a couple of issues here? Can we not deal with direct real-world religion? Can we not deal with actual real-world politics? And can we all just... have an agreement that there is a little bit of a separation between us and our characters. So when I say the leader of your clan can go eat a big bag of you at the table, don't hate me for it. Yeah, no, I I think that would be a great idea or even possibly to go a step beyond that. Maybe just for my sake, Mm -hmm. not for any reason that the game necessitates, but simply for the sake of my own psychological, social healing, to say that everyone at the table must make a character that goes against their own identity. Mm. That no one can play a character that matches their own real-world religion, politics, etc. The quiet et person has to be loud in the... Well, yeah, well, I, I'm not no, necessarily that's that, personality. I see, yeah, I see what you're saying. Identity. Yeah. Not identity, personality, yeah. but identity. I was trying to think of how to explain and, that and without has, and has to talking play, about certain stuff. Right, right. Yeah. But you get my point. And they yeah. have to play it genuinely and authentically. They don't play it as a caricature or to insult it. But they must you know, play something against their own yeah. identity to I th- prove they've unpuckered. Well, and I, I think that you would find that 
one of two things would happen. Either people would agree with it and do it and everything would be fine. Or people would be like, oh, yeah, that's I don't, that's not your problem. I'll do that. And then when they start making characters, you start saying, well, no, you you hold these beliefs and you just make a character that holds these beliefs. Yeah. And if there's an argument from that, then maybe you shouldn't play that game. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. And so maybe the whole thing is a session zero issue mm-hmm. of we should be kicking out or at least being more careful with whether World of Darkness is an option or games like World of Darkness that are closer to real reality than real realities if there's another kind. But you know, well, you don't know. There could be the, the, the true. The, the, the far, the fewer degrees of separation there are, the more careful we're going to be with this game in session zero. Maybe it is a session zero issue. I don't Unpucker, know. Have fun. Yeah. It's just a game. And if anybody tells you, no, I take my gaming seriously because I put so much time and work and effort into this that I expect all this seriousness. Trust me. So, trust me. Find a different group. So you game with that guy. I'm right next to you. I know. So <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in. It's a short, tight leash. <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in. Check the show notes for the room code, a link to a role-playing game that Brodor really liked about World War One. where to pay Brodor's natural <laughs> gas bill. A table of contents. A of table the- of contents. And mm-hmm. oh, uh, the definition of uh, what is it? Uh, Boy, that and uh, <laughs> oh, what was it? An argument by anecdote. Ar- argument by anecdote. You have to link that. Like, not just say what it is. It's got to be a link somewhere. Yeah, it's going to be a link. So mm-hmm. anyway, a link to morningsky.com and my two games from a zillion years ago. Yep. Because why the f- not? And WadeCall.net. WadeCall.net. And Influence Foundation. GoInfo.org. And why we game? Dan, are you doing anything? Do you want to I'm just going to put a link to Google. Dan, everyone wants to see your nudes. No, actually, I know what everyone wants to see, and they're never going to see it, and it's not my nudes. So, thank you, guys. Oh, that's going to be part of my nudes, you dumbass. So, thank you. Thank the rest of you for tuning in. Have a great week and great games. And we will catch you next time. I will never see you again. This has been a production of Fear the Boot, copyright 2021. Listeners are free to use this episode in a non-commercial endeavor, so long as credit is provided to feartheboot.com. You can find previous episodes and other resources at feartheboot.com. If you wish to support this show and its related endeavors, you can do so at patreon.com slash feartheboot.